Welcome to the club, ladies and gentlemen. What club? This is the most nostalgiest, video gamiest, uh, achievement hunteriest, platinum trophyist podcast on this side of the video game internet. I'm your host, Elder Basic, and I am joined by my vulnerable co-host, Vaughn Hyde. Vaughn, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Are either of us achievement hunters? Like, do either oh. of us actually do that? <laughs> Time to learn. Time to learn. Time to learn something about me. I have 121,000 gamer score. Damn, dude. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I I feel like way back when, when I was a kid, I actually had a lot of gamer score because I initially played on Xbox 360. But mm-hmm. now, once I moved to PS3, I was all about them trophies. Not really, because I'm super bad at games. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think... My only platinums are in like, I don't know, The Walking Dead Season 1 and Destiny 2. And yeah, those yeah. are my only platinums. I will tell, I, I will, I will let you in on a little story uh, on when my achievement hunting began. Um, I was at a bowling alley with my dad. Uh-huh. And um, I saw a commercial for the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that commercial they had showcased the achievement system. And it was a points aggregate of um different sort of tasks and games and my brain went yep i'm all about that we can totally get into that and dude it was like it legitimately like like ran how i played games and and, in many ways still does like i feel like with 120,000 gamer score i don't really pay attention too much on it uh on xbox 360 Mm -hmm. um but on PlayStation, I do still try to get Platinums because I don't have too many Platinums. I have 18 Platinums. It's not really that much. I'm about to have 19 in Demon Souls. I'm like right around the corner on that. Oh, shit. But, you know, you've almost, you, okay, you, I'm assuming you've already uh, beaten Demon Souls. Cause I'm twice. In, twice? Holy shit, dude. You got your PS4 <laughs> like two weeks ago, bro. Jesus. Okay, this is the thing, though. People are so crazy with these games, and it's amazing. Like, Joseph Yaden, he got the Platinum and Demon's Souls in less than a week. And I was like, what the... What's wrong with you? Yeah, I saw. (laughs) Dude, he he pulled some impressive numbers. I'm not going to lie. Whenever he posted that he got hit the Platinum, I was like, damn, dude, you just... Like, he literally did it in a week. Yeah. Um, Joseph is crazy. Half as long. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. He's pretty... He seems pretty hardcore. But... Um, Souls has a way of like really, really hooking me. Like I will straight up like binge Souls for like eight hours a day if I need to. I think I'm about fifty hours in right now. Uh, so it's about a fifty-hour platinum. It's really I I consider it comfort food. But anyway, so I guess the whole point of this was, yes, I love trophy hunting, not so much achievement hunting. And I think it comes down to like OCD. Like I don't want to see like fifty gamer score in a game. Like that drives me bonkers. <laughs> Up Are the you wall. the guy who hate hates that. the like you you hate the odd number gamer score? You want to have it like a sleek zeros after no, your like I'm, one or something? I'm totally okay with that. Like it's just a number, but like having it having like a five percent shows other people if they were to look at my achievements that I put it in didn't like it and it just fucks the whole thing up. Like there's a website <laughs> called PS PS Trophies where I yeah. track pretty much like statistically like it kind of breaks down your achievements using uh numbers like line graphs like quickest platinum um total platinums percentages of like complete games and i have to have it above 50 percent. it's really ocd the more <laughs> i talk about it the more insane i feel 
See, I've I've never I never got super into either achievements or trophies, but damn, I love me some Steam cards, dude. Steam cards, the Steam trading cards are so dope. They're not even like they're not even mm. achievements or anything. You literally just have to play a game for a certain duration of time, and then they give you a card. The thing that sucks is it's like a weird addiction because like they have like let's say like six, eight cards, whatever you can only actually get on your own four cards and then you have to go into the marketplace and like trade with people and purchase using gems or actual currency other cards it's it's really weird and honestly i think i like it more just because each card comes with its own like unique little piece of art i think it's really really cool and at times it can actually like accentuate games like hyper light drifters cards have actually been referenced in some like lore breakdown videos because the the way they are talked about like they are they symbolize like tarot cards it's it's very cool i think it's really awesome but yeah, the, the Steam cards are kind of what gets me. And now, like, Steam introduced the, like... It's not even, like, an achievement system because they already have that. They have Steam achievements, but they have a point value based on the amount of money that you spend. So it's, like, a reward system that you could then like purchase. Yeah, it's, it's rewards points, basically. And you can then purchase, like emotes and a bunch of weird stuff from like different games though so i went through like all of them because i had so much having purchased so many games on steam and i got like all of the ones that are like Geralt of rivia including the one of him in a bathtub and all sorts of stuff like i i tried to get the ones for hyperlight drifter but it's kind of interesting because you actually can't purchase them from games that you haven't played for a certain amount of time and i'm like what the fuck just let me buy it. Interesting. <laughs> it's weird. So I I had I have a couple of Steam trading cards I got in just a bunch of random little games I played. Um it never I, I guess I don't play on PC enough for the card system to hook me. Yeah. But the way you just described it. I could totally see myself getting into that. It's super cool. Uh-oh. I'm so glad I have friends that don't care about it, like Josh Nichols, because he just gives me all his cards, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. So I get, so, like, triple like, cards. <laughs> dude, did you – so I don't I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air, but was trading cards – was that ever, like, a part of your history, like your childhood or anything like that? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, really? like, like everybody, when I was a kid, I had, like, I had Pokemon cards, but I didn't know how to use them. Like, I, I oh, yeah. still don't know how the Pokemon card game works. I think it's really complicated. But damn, I played <laughs> the fuck out of some Yu-Gi-Oh, dude. I still play Yu-Gi-Oh. On occasion, I still Ooh. play Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I have a deck. Like, you obviously are not right next to me. Otherwise, I'd give you a big smoochie. But, uh, the, I, like, I have a <laughs> deck right over there on the other side of my office, and it's a Battle Wasp deck. They're so fucking cool, though. They're like bug boys, but they look like samurais and shit. It's awesome. I love Ooh, it. Ooh, I got a synchro deck ready to go if you ever want to. Uh, synchro decks yeah, are sweet, dude. Syn- synchro. I, know. I love synchro summoning. It was so cool. Link summoning, eat shit. I hate link summoning. XZs, they cool. They cool. I am very neutral about link summoning, but yes, synchro is super cool. Cool, man. I didn't know you played Yu Gi Oh! Or oh, yeah. I had still an active vested interest in it. That's awesome. I, um, well, so I am trying to get a little bit more into the collecting side of things, like for for Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I have a few booster boxes. Booster. I have a few. I have a few booster boxes ready to go on Amazon. I'm going to pick up and probably like do some like pack opening videos on TikTok and see how that goes. Dude, booster yeah. boxes are are the best way. Like here's here's my problem is that. I love the collecting aspect of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I love the discovery, like opening up a booster pack is so cool. But I 
don't actually like to play the game because I'm not competitive. Oh. Like, I, I enjoy dueling, but I'm not competitive. So, like, other people take it really seriously, and I'm just like, I just like the art. Like, I just like the oh, cards. Dude. I think they Here's cool. the weird part. <laughs> so, I love um, buying random Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh cards to this day. And because there's that feeling that I think you and I are very kindred spirits on when you open the pack and the crinkling and then you go through them and the excitement of getting a hollow you don't even know if the hollow is any good or not the yeah. hollow is just so pretty oh dude that feeling is incredible yeah but i i do know how to play pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm not competitive in them either i prefer like a fireside game of Yu-Gi-Oh with like a show in the background and you're just bullshitting around i'm not really competitive about it however magic the gathering I do like me some competitive little little magic magic and gathering. That's fun. I've, I don't know if you ever got into magic. I I tried to. I've literally yeah. only like I've only had like I think one match in magic and it was like way back when I purchased like a starter deck and just played with my roommate mm -hmm. at the time when I lived in Pocatello and it was it was fun i actually did like from what he said i did fairly well but they were like old school magic fans so they had all these like dope ass decks and i just went over and bought like a fucking boot like just a random starter deck and was like oh cool i like the <laughs> fact that this guy's a swamp monster yeah, yeah yeah you start off with like ooh, fire dragons yeah i can make a deck about about fire dragons and then before you know it you get a little more a little more into it Admittedly, I was a lot more into it uh, before uh, coronavirus hit because uh, we were playing Magic the Gathering at work. And so, you know, God, you your job sounds that. so awesome, by the way. You guys got like a fucking projector and shit. You're playing Magic. Oh, my oh, God. Dude. My I, job well, sounds love... like dog shit compared to yours. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you and I are here to talk about video games and while I am excited that apparently there is somebody else out there that has a love of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon card openings, and I think oh, yeah. you and I have a lot to talk about there. Uh, today, we're um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of talk about, uh, you know, you know, video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that you and I are good at talking about. Um, the What I wanted to kind of pick your brain about and uh, just kind of talk about in a little more detail, because I bring up this a lot but I don't really go into detail, is uh, video game trilogies. Mm -hmm. So that's the subject of our episode today. Um, I had made a probably incorrect guess as to what your favorite huh. video game trilogy was. Now, I got this idea, admittedly. You've, you've probably picked up the bread the, the breadcrumb trail of how this you know, subject came about, but you had posted that you, know, you either liked the Mass Effect trilogy or were excited to play it for the fifth time, I pissed my pants upon reading that you completed that trilogy five times. It's so good, dude. Like it's it's awesome. Well, I've completed it. I've completed it four times. Um, and I'm going to be this would be the fifth. fifth. Yeah, this yeah. this with the legendary edition will be the yeah. fifth. Especially like I feel about no but I feel about no butt cheeks. See, I don't give a shit. Like I don't care about the butt gate thing. <laughs> like it's so yeah. dumb. Butt gate because like. When, when I initially, like, my most recent playthrough of the Mass Effect trilogy was, like, I think maybe less than two years ago, and I was just chilling there, and then once it got to that question, and it just focused solidly on Miranda's ass, I was like, why, though? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, this is the weirdest camera angle I've ever seen. Why would you, you do that? You can't avoid it. 
I know, know dude. I know. If there's anyone's butt I want to see, it's fucking Rex's or Grunt's, because they got them cute-ass little turtle tails. It's awesome. It's those remnants. It's the little video gamey fourth wally things that just have the potential to take all of the oxygen out of a serious story. Yeah, it's so funny. But, you're like talking about how the, the collectors, because this specifically happens in Mass Effect 2, but you're talking about yeah. how the collectors are like abducting people and, oh my God, what are they doing with them? This is so crazy. I can't believe it. All these people are dying. And then it's just like fat cheeks. And you're, okay. I know. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like I'm I'm a man, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, like I'm, I'm into it. She's a very attractive woman. But also like I was literally just in the mindset of saving the universe. And those are her butt cheeks. Cool. I know. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta think about you gotta think about uh, booty while you're saving the galaxy. Hundred you know? percent. You, you gotta know what that, you're saving the galaxy for. Is what is what yeah, it's exactly. all about. You're just like exactly. it's not for the people. It's for them cheeks. It sounds like we're joking, but I mean, at like a base <laughs> human composition level, like that's probably a gigantic motivator. Oh, anyway, 100%. I think you guys listening probably know my favorite trilogy, which I will reveal. Um, secondary only to Vaughn's favorite trilogy. Is it Mass Effect or is it something else? Uh, Vaughn, you tell me. Okay, so one, I just have to say I do absolutely adore like there are several trilogies that I really really love, which is kind mm -hmm. of funny because the one that is actually my favorite video game trilogy I hate mm -hmm. the third entry. I fucking hate mm. it. But I love the first two so much that I like I have to say that it's my favorite because there's like there's there's Mass Effect and then there's Dragon Age. I absolutely adore both. I think they're so amazing. Like I love Bioware's storytelling. And then there's just something that like is, is so nostalgic for me because it's one of the game series that actually got me into video games. And my favorite video game trilogy, even though technically it also has other things. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, they're they're only tangentially related to the uh, to the storyline and the third one eats shit is the Fable trilogy of games. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> I could not have guessed that. I fucking Holy love Fable, dude. I Really? It, so good yeah like i i think i've talked about this before but fable and fable the lost chapters which is like it's expansive dlc mm. for the first game it kind of like it it's the thing that really got me into video games like i for christmas my dad bought me an xbox and a gamecube and what was really funny is that i just wanted a gamecube like i wanted to play gale of darkness even though that game's dead. oh yeah and uh i tough game yeah, it's it's kind of, it's so annoying. Let's just let's yeah. be real. It's not a good game. Oh, I remember. I never finished it. Yeah, it's just like you can only catch other people's Pokemon. You're just like, well, I don't know. I just go fuck myself. What like, the? That it, sounds it went against. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's like barely a JRPG in in yeah. a, like the standard Pokemon sense. It's like, why did you have to do this weird shit? But I hundred percent agree. I, I got this GameCube and I was so excited about it. I played some Twilight Princess and all this stuff. And I just kind of like let awesome. the Xbox gather dust. I was like, whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck about the Xbox. I like my GameCube. And then I, I eventually, like a friend of mine, we kind of like just started messing around in Fable. And you're like, haha, you can fart. Like, that's super funny. You can eat little baby chickens and you grow horns. Like, that's super <laughs> funny. And it was just kind of like 
just messing around in it. And once I kind of like grasped, grasped the morality system in the game and really started to delve into the story of like uh, the story of Albion and how, how awesome it is. And I love the Jack of Blades and I, I just think it's all so, so cool. I, I loved it. And then when the 360 came out, I, I didn't even get one immediately but my best friend at the time did and he got it and he was also the person who's like into fable with me so he got the 360 and he got fable 2 and we just played the shit out of fable 2 i adore fable 2 like i i love fable i think it's fantastic but fable 2 is one of my favorite games of all time i fucking love that game I don't know why. It's just like, it's partly nostalgia, partly because I believe it's a fantastic game. And I just, I fell in love with it. I adored it. And then they crushed my dreams with Fable 3, the dick entry of the series. I fucking hate it. The journey sucks. Fable Legends might have been cool, but that got canceled. And then there's like Fable Heroes, which is that kind of like sock puppet-esque game. It's like they look like little voodoo dolls. I want to play it because it actually looks kind of interesting. And then there's the card game, which I have yet to play. But I love Fables 1 and 2 and like the DLC so much that it completely overshadows how dick the third was i fucking hate number three i hate it so much i think a lot of people think back to fable 2 with really really strong nostalgic feelings fable 1 obviously because it did have this sort of like goofy nature to it i first of all i should probably go on record here and say that i really like the fable trilogy um so. While I will agree with you that Fable 3 was probably the weakest of the bunch, um, it was definitely the weakest of the bunch. <laughs> but no, Fable 3, Fable 3 admittedly is pretty rough. Michael Fassbender or no. Like, that game was not great. It was, um, like, the design was kind of, like, very rigid and stonewalled and, like, couldn't really tell not only how to progress... Uh, very well, but um, the game sort of like blocked you off from really difficult combat paths, while also at the same time introducing combat paths that are really overpowered. I remember there was a tornado spell that, because in that game you could like spell fuse, right? Yeah, yeah, you could you could a... do that starting in Fable Two, and then they continued oh, okay. it to Three. Mm -hmm. There was a spell in Fable Three because uh, I remember like they rank up. They either I think they have like five levels of of um, power that I think you unlock via chests in the road of fate or whatever. And um, there was there was a spell weave where it was either, I think it was like tornado and lightning. And if you put those together and if you get that to like mm, moderate strength, you can hold down B and it literally kills everything in the game. Yeah. There is nothing stronger than it and it's the most overpowered way to 100% that game. The only reason I know that is because there's a there's an achievement. <laughs> this it all ties together. There's an achievement in Fable Three where you beat the game without dying, and the only way I was able to to successfully do that was because you could cheese the entire game with that spell weave. Now, back <laughs> to Fable Two. I don't remember Fable Two very well. I remember really liking Fable Two, but that's not where my memories of, of Fable are. Uh, Fable, my memories, my strong memories are with Fable One oh, because so good, so good. like. 
you and I are kind of, 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 of we're of similar age, so we both played it probably at a really young age, right? Yeah. I was in junior high, maybe, and so you know you have this sort of like RPG light, right? It wasn't like a Neverwinter game. It wasn't very stat heavy, but it did something really interesting that I think drew a lot of people to the Fable series, and that was its uh, karmic system, right? The the, yeah. the game's promotional. Everything was, you know, either like you can be an angel, you can be like a hero, or you can, or you can grow horns and, and you could kill everybody, right? <laughs> you could go and bald. <laughs> you could go bald and red and have fiery eyes and sword. You could go beat up villagers. And what on earth is going to appeal to teenagers more than that energy, dude? I mean, that game's. I mean, come on. Something right? that's so funny about that is it's like. It actually tries so hard to kind of incentivize you not to be evil because, like, you you don't even look cool or anything. Like, you go bald oh, and I flies fly around you. Oh. Like, I mean, they like your eyes changing and the horns are really cool. I think that's really yeah. awesome. But just the fact that like flies buzz around you, like you smell like shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because evil people can't smell good, Vaughn. Yeah, right. They uh, they know. can't be cool. But then there's Fable Two <laughs> that takes that yeah. and is just like, okay, not only can you be evil, but you can also look cool while doing it. And then that's when I was just like, oh. Fuck yes, you got me, dude. Hell yeah! Like being good is interesting, but being evil just looks so dope. Like your eyes turn red, your hair doesn't fall out, you get these fat ass horns. Then when you make your dude jacked as shit, you're just walking around with all these puny humans, and you're just looking awesome. I exactly, it's so dope. And then Fable Three comes around, and I just no. Yeah, Fable Three, Fable Three was was pretty rough. And also, I remember that I think. Fable, I think, definitely led to sort of like the exile slash fall of a pretty popular game designer, uh, Peter Molyneux. Um, yeah. His lies re revolving around Fable um, are obviously infamous uh, and didn't really do a lot to help his reputation. But uh, I, and I, I don't think he's behind. I don't think he's doing games anymore. I'm not 100% sure. I remember he tried to do like God Hand. Not God Hand. Uh, goddess right and it didn't really pan out very well and you know then he um he did uh, was he behind spore i don't i don't really know but i and no he, he was he was behind something or maybe he got like fame from gods and monsters or something like that before fable was a thing but anyway so um i don't know if he's behind the newly announced fable project uh Obviously, you're probably pretty excited about that. Um, oh, next yeah. I mean, it's uh, I'm, I'm trying. It's by Playground. It is the developers oh, of dude. several of the Forza Horizon series or Forza Horizon series yep. of games, which is weird because you're like, oh, why would I want a racing game? like them that that team that exclusively for the most part makes racing games to make an action rpg and it's like because those racing games are fucking beautiful like why wouldn't you want them i mean fable has always had like it's it's never been like absolutely amazing like you you and i have actually had a conversation about how specifically in fables two and three they have areas that they just fucking crank up the gamma and it just looks so bright like artificially and it's so yeah. funny but i 
I adore those games. I I think they're so amazing. Fable 3, like it it was kind of weird. So another thing about like Peter Molyneux and, and promising things that never really came to fruition was in like Fable 3, I remember seeing promotional material for it and the team being like, yeah, and you're going to craft your own weapon and it'll evolve with you. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds so cool. I love that idea. And then when it actually comes out, it's like, you don't craft shit. You actually just go and buy a weapon and then you have to do specific things to evolve it. And I'm just like, okay, that's not at all what you said this would be like. But it was interesting. Like, I did find if, okay, if it wasn't in a Fable game. He got away game, with too much, I think. Yeah, I think if it wasn't in a Fable game, it would have been really cool. Because one, then it just cuts down on all of the loot grind of the game of, like, continually getting better and better equipment. Instead, you're yeah. just like, hey, I'll get the Reaver pistol and just try to have an orgy. Because that's one of the things you have to do to level up that pistol. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's all so weird. I, I think the idea of evolving a weapon is really, really cool, but it just completely went against what Fable was before, and it just felt so weird being a part of that trilogy. That you're just like, are you serious? Like, in the same game where we finally get to go outside of Albion, like, really outside of it, and we get to see this, like, new dark enemy and everything, like, the, the same game where all of that happens you also have this really really weird equipment system that just really clashes with everything and they completely changed the like the leveling system with that like road of fate thing that it's just like i just i was i was very let down by the game but i honestly like i think i'm going to go back to it um this year i'm like trying to do a lot of things there are a bunch of games that i want to beat like i want to actually beat hollow knight i want to beat wonder song i'm i'm gonna beat hyper light drifter again i want to beat a souls like game which i'm actually like 26 i think hours into dark souls 2 definitely i'm at the iron Key. oh i think you're getting close yeah, yeah dude shit's shit's good i have uh, i've been doing it on streams from uh 10 p.m to 12 a.m or i guess mountain standard time or mountain time whatever you call it on saturdays yeah, and yeah. sundays shit's yeah, fun it's it's pretty sweet i'm i'm enjoying playing it i've got a couple people who hop in but one of the things i want to do this year as well is revisit and play the the fable trilogy because like i i have to do it every couple of years like i haven't played fable 3 in a really long time but i've gone through and beat at least the first game basically every two to three years kind of a thing the only thing it sucks is now that i'm on pc i still have to turn on my xbox one to play them because the first one is on pc but two and three are not and i'm like ugh, right. serious just let me fucking play it on pc it's so annoying yeah yeah, I um one one thing I I did want to quickly mention uh, that you that you touched on was that the new Fable that was announced with just the title card um yep. is being made by Playground Games. But the one thing I, I I want to point out is that a lot of developers, whenever they make a really successful franchise like Forza is, they 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 accrue enough capital and enough um sort of technological skill to be able to go into a completely different genre. And um, the best example I can give to that is how it, I believe it was who did Ghost of Tsushima? It's not Insomniac. It's Sucker that, Punch. Spider-Man. Sucker Punch, right. Yeah, they went from um, Infamous and um, Sly, Sly Cooper, Cooper. Mm-hmm. 
to a third person open world visually stunning um like cinematic set piece that is ghost of, of tsushima so i think that you know they that you know playground they make racing games damn good racing games i think now is a really great time for them to kind of stretch their legs pull a naughty dog and make that jump from like you know mascot platformer to really serious game like this could be their new thing right it could be fable right fable could be back if if fable if this new one sells buku bucks which let's be honest dude that game is gonna sell a lot if that game doesn't end up so. in dev <laughs> if it doesn't end up in development hell the name of fable is going to carry um sales for that game that's a really strong name that i th- i mean it hit mainstream success Whenever Fable came out, neither like 2002 or 2003, maybe 2001. I forget. So there's a lot right that line. Everybody just loves the chicken chaser. What does chicken chaser? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Fuck you so hard, dude. Stop calling me chicken chaser. I'll kill all you. (laughs) Iconic. Iconic. Dude, I could probably go tell my dad chicken chaser. He'd be like Fable. It's so fucking funny. And then like later when you switch a title, they say it just as sarcastically as they said chicken chaser. So then (laughs) I'd be like, that guy's ranger. He's a hero. And you're just like, oh my God, stop. (laughs) Just stop saying my fucking name. I'm so sick of it. The, the comedy element in Fable is 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 definitely awesome. Like the fact that everyone has like like British Cockney accents and there's not like nothing is serious. Nothing really matters in Fable, <laughs> and yeah. I think that's part of its allure. Like as long as Playground understands that that game has a huge humorous element to it, and humor in games, as you probably know, like outside of like um, Undertale and like uh, yeah, I don't know, like other games, like. Humor's tough in games. Leisure right? shoot Larry, you know? After party, oxen free. It's like humor a lot of the times is either snarky or or, or like kind of witty, right? But humor humor is super tough. It's a super t- tough nut to crack in games. But but that's fable. Um we're we're at we're at what thirty minutes. Um Wait, you're telling me that my... your uh, your favorite trilogy is in Fable? That's crazy. No. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't. I don't even know Fable. I love Fable, but I don't think it cracks my top five trilogies. I don't know what my top five trilogies are, but um, you know, some of my some honorable mentions for trilogies that I really personally love is the original Ratchet and Clank trilogy on PS2. You know, Ratchet and Clank, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal. I think those three <laughs> games interweave perfectly. Uh, the Prince of Persia original Sands of Time trilogy, uh, the first three Devil May Cry's, and um, the first three Sly Cooper games. I think those are all really strong. And I, I think the pattern here that I'm starting to notice, and maybe that I've kind of subconsciously been noticing, is that there is sort of this theme of trilogies in the Xbox, GameCube, PS2 days, right? A lot yeah. of games came out in threes for, for whatever reason. The last game that you know could have done that was Assassin's Creed, but then Assassin's Creed obviously like exploded into something completely different. Yeah, and I guess if we're My also favorite. being fair, technically Fable also has the journey, and it also mm-hmm. had that, and then like fucking Ratchet and Clank has made like six more games. Oh yeah, that. Sly Cooper has made like two more, I believe, including one on the yeah. Vita. Like the, it basically, like everyone, they made a good trilogy, and then they're just like, let's keep making them until the end of time. And you're just yeah. like, 
Why? A lot of them stumbled during the PS3 era. And now you're seeing the possibility, you know, obviously we're maybe like what, halfway through it, but you're seeing the possibility of a new Ratchet and Clank trilogy in the making, right? Oh, yeah. If Into the Nexus is good, they'll make a third one. And then you have a brand new, really great, you know, mascot shooter trilogy, right? But actually, none of those are my favorite trilogy. Uh, my favorite trilogy is uh, the Onimusha trilogy. Oh, shit. I'm going to be honest. Never played the game. Never. Oh, I know. I, yeah. No one has. I, well, I, I've seen I... it, and I really wanted to play the remaster of... Uh, wait, no. Onimusha. Which one am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah the remaster. It came okay, out in 2019. That's what I thought. I was like, hold up. Yeah. I For a second, I like got it mixed up with Shenmue, and I was like, I do not want to play Shenmue. <laughs> but like, I not shitting on those games. I just I, They just do not appeal to me. But Onimusha, I've wanted to play for a while, especially because of the remaster, and my yeah. friend was like super into it. But damn, those camera ankies is jangled. Uh, jangle the <laughs> fucking janky is what i meant to say yeah well i think if you have like a, a a somewhat like for resident evil camera angles and japanese mythology then onimusha is like right up your alley right and not yeah. a lot of people like those two because you know the fixed camera angles are seen in a very nostalgic light nowadays uh no one really plays it you know no one really likes them in games anymore you either have to be used to it or it's too kind of janky to kind of get into it now um, I think the 2019 Onimusha remaster, uh, I think it must have sold pretty well because a few months ago there was a leak about an untitled Onimusha project being in the works at Capcom. So I, I think the, 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 the system, I, I'm sorry, the remaster maybe made enough money. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely a pedigree to the Onimusha series for PlayStation because it was the first game, uh, it was the first exclusive on the, on the PlayStation 2 to sell over a million copies. It was Onimusha Warlords in oh, 2001 yeah. or 2000 or something like that. But uh, Onimusha is only talked about, I think, really championed by maybe Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny Games. He's really the only other person I know that actively wants the, the series back. And, and the strange part is it wasn't an unsuccessful franchise. Like Onimusha 1, Onimusha 2, 3, and Dawn of Dreams... Um, much believed to be the fourth one, even though it's not a numbered sequel. They all sold pretty well. The fourth one being the one that didn't sell the best, but it, it's also because it released in 2007 on the PlayStation 2, and what else was going on during the you know 2007? An entirely different console generation. So, you know, you, you put a game out on PS2 after the, the Xbox 360 and PS3 launched. I don't know what you're thinking, right? Yeah. Point is. I love I love I love the Onimusha trilogy. Um, I think it it's in many ways what kicked off my not only love for you know all things Japanese, but uh, my love for anime. Right? I think uh, whenever whenever Onimusha launched, I'd also started watching Inuyasha. Phonetically, almost kind of similar, right? And I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. Like it's just like these like kind of horrifying like scary demons, and there's like a swordsman Onimusha obviously more grounded and like he has this I, he has this gauntlet and he's sucking up souls and i'm like whoa this is so scary and really cool and i really hope it comes back uh you know i hope to see some sort of teaser at some point you know i mean i've been waiting like 10 years for an onimusha anything 
I think it could definitely be possible, especially with the the success and the like kind of fervor that has has built up around like Neo Neo Two and Ghost of Tsushima, like yeah. and and also Sekiro. And even though that is technically like not a samurai game, yeah, you got a lot of samurai boys. Yeah, you're a shinobi, but like ha- people may say that like, oh yeah, you basically have like it's feast or famine. Like you you it's been famine since Animusha came out for samurai games and now you're finally getting six million of them but they're becoming super super popular right now because mm-hmm. let's be real samurais they fucking cool so samurais like, are pretty sweet dude i think it would be awesome for animusha to come back like i actually want to play that series and i think it would be really really awesome if we saw like an investment in animusha similar to the way that uh that Capcom is now reinvesting in the Resident Evil trilogy or not trilogy technically like the Resident Evil games where they are going mm-hmm. back and they are remastering these old games that people really love I think it would be really yeah. cool if they were like you know what we're gonna take that exact same level of polish and talent and put that on Onimusha cause like the remaster oh. that they put out not it was not it was basically just like a prettier version of the game they didn't really change anything versus what they've done with the resident evil games so far they've actually tried they their remakes as opposed to remasters yeah the onimusha was just a was just a port and been like no content was added nothing was changed yeah it was basically it was just ob- an up-res yeah just an up-res just just a test bed to see how people are interested in and right now you know that same remaster is $20 on steam and it has a very positive uh review score uh, i'm sorry review aggregate on steam so so that's good um i don't really again i don't really know exactly how much it's sold but but here's hoping honestly that game is three hours long it's extremely short so anybody listening to this if you're on the fence and you're like oh i don't have the time you have three hours it's literally <laughs> shorter than um I mean, God, what's a short game? It's like probably like if you played the Unfinished Swan back to back or Edith Finch back to back, it's really short. But because of that, it's really good at holding your attention because you're constantly doing new things in the game every 10 minutes. And that is is, is pretty good. I like that part. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so we got we talked about Fable. We talked about Onimusha. I love this. I love trips down memory lane like this, man. It's so much fun i would love it if um you know if you ever feel like if you ever feel like streaming uh one night you could probably play it back to back uh i'm sorry from a to z onimusha that'd be so fun i'd love to watch you do that that'd be fucking amazing yeah if i ever have the time maybe i'll uh maybe maybe i'll invest (laughs) in playing all the onimusha games i mean cool man i'm i'm currently like people have play them all that's no reason to do that that's so much gameplay (laughs) yeah i mean i i currently like i have it pretty much lined up that the next game i'm gonna play on stream is either after i beat dark souls 2 is either gonna be code vein or neo but I'm not 100% sure. I'm feeling Samurais right now, you know? So maybe some point in time we'll get to we'll get to Musha. I'd like to say this. Um, I've never played Code Vein Neither because I. I played the demo. Actually, so I guess that's a lie. <laughs> I played the demo, and I was really, really turned off by it. 
Really? Uh, I just I like yeah. like I I like the kind of like vampire anime Dark Souls thing. Like I I enjoy the like changes in the Souls like genre. It kind of seems like a mashup of like teenage angst god eater and yeah dark souls oh like that's like the three of those things put together like fucking the powerpuff girls and it created code vein i am totally down for the um anime teenage vampire thing right yeah and i'm totally down for souls likes the problem is from what i played that game just just weirdly designed just (laughs) not very floaty very like needs very like still an unreal engine like it's not done yet it felt weird now uh neo let me prepare you let me give you a, a slight bit of wisdom neo was the only souls like game that broke me dude okay like lots of people say that i have played some of neo before i've gotten maybe i would say like a third through the game similar to like dark souls 2 i got a third through the game but didn't beat it but i really really like neo mm-hmm. i i love that like really exaggerated take on yokai i think it's very very cool and like i i don't know i kind of i really adore the story of you being this like kind of like kind of an outsider samurai that just happens to be kind of like he his his spirit guardian for the most part gets stolen by some creepy bald guy and then you have to like try to go get it it's it's very weird but at the same time it has so many of these like cutesy elements and it's also like really intense and hard it's it's a mashup of so many things that i like where it's like yeah it's totally anime it's it's cool it's cute it's funny at the same time and it makes you want to punch yourself those are the mm-hmm. things that I can say that anime easily is, no matter which one you watch. There, so just to just to clarify, then I think while I think you will like the game, I did beat I did beat Neo. Um, it was actually a DLC boss that to this day uh, ranks himself as the only fucking Souls boss that I've never been able to beat. And his name is Date Masamune <laughs> from um, one from I think the first. Uh, DLC in in that game and he was just too hard Um, for whatever reason I wasn't able to level enough past him because I think the enemies scale with you Uh, so it was really just a matter of skill and uh, yeah I just never never beat that guy just tried 200 times at least and just couldn't do it I I was like okay yeah there's my ceiling Neo kind of like sets itself apart with that first boss where it's just like everybody gets their dick kicked in by that boss inside the ship that's just hitting you with these gigantic like ball and chains and everything. And it's it's kind of funny because like the first boss is so hard that by the time you get to some of the others, it's just completely different. You're like, actually, this is so much easier in a weird way. Like, I don't know why the first one is so fucking difficult, but yeah, that's. It's, it's very interesting. I enjoy hearing how many people like Colin Moriarty, somebody that both of you and I are fans of, like he went in and tried to play Neo and got his dick kicked in by that first boss. And he was like, nah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sometimes, you know, the rhythm of Neo doesn't really work for a lot of people. It's very it's like a, it's like a lot of the combat is very lightning strikey. It's very yeah. quick. Like it's the fastest souls souls like um, it's I would even say that it's faster than Bloodborne because Bloodborne, while you go at a, at a very 
you know, quick pace. It's not lightning quick, right? But Neo is very like, you know, you have one second to to execute on a, an opening, and if you don't immediately move, that's it. Like all of the animation frames are so short. Like, yeah, Bloodborne doesn't do that. You can't discount just the the fluidity of animation in Neo. How different it is from like a yeah. Souls like game. How well polished it is. Like fucking team ninja really knocked this one out of the park where like a souls like game feels like a struggle for survival like the dark souls games bloodborne they feel like you're struggling to survive you're climbing up a hill by for your sure. feet kind of a thing versus neo it feels like a dance like it feels like a deadly dance and it's so so cool once you notice that and you really get into the rhythm especially with that first boss when he starts throwing those balls at you and you just quickly like dodge to the left and your character does like a little spin it's so fucking dope i love it yeah. so much it's, it's like a good feeling uh, yeah it's so cool it's probably the most fluid souls like game <clears> i've played I think it's the most laborious, which which makes it hurt all that much more when you have to repeat a long section because you're like, oh my god, that took a lot of fucking energy on my part. <laughs> like, but uh, we're we're tying this all back around, everybody. I promise you. And and the tie back is that Neo will never be a trilogy because literally like a week ago, <laughs> they, Team Ninja was like, no, Neo Two was the last one. So I guess in some way that does kind of tie back to our original talk about video game trilogies and how neo will never be one all right <laughs> there you go you I capped look, it off like a true professional i would have just been like and it's done bye <laughs> i was thinking about i was like how am i gonna neo's not a trilogy but but that does go to show that like it's really difficult to talk about onimusha in a 20 like 17 onward sense without referencing games like neo ghost of tsushima and this this interest towards like Japanese Meiji era demonology infused game design that Capcom I think nailed first right so hopefully we'll see a return to form from Capcom with Onimusha and and yeah um, that just about does it um, I don't really know if this is episode 22 or 23 whatever episode number it is <laughs> it's 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 been a pleasure recording with you Vaughn um, what are yeah. you what are you doing for the what are you doing for the rest of the night what are you doing um, I mean, after this, dude, I'm going shopping. I got to go grocery shopping. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm I doing am. right now. And I'm going to do homework. Oh, man. Ooh. It's it's so sweet. I Today has just been the best day. Like, I had to go get a new phone because mine broke. I got a haircut. Oh. Then I took Good. a nap because I was that's tired. Hard. Then we Maybe. recorded. Then I get to go yeah, shopping. It's like... You'd be amazed at how much stuff you do in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stupid. I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna go get that Demon Souls Platinum. I'm really close to it. Oh, nice, nice, big boy. I'm, I'm hoping that like Demon Souls is gonna be one of the Souls like games I'm gonna save for last. Like I think Bloodborne mm. and Demon Souls are definitely like. I'm I'm thinking when I get to the end of it, I will probably do like Bloodborne then. Demon Souls than Sekiro. Like Sekiro yeah. is my white whale because just the fact that you have to master that parry system, it's so different. Whereas like 
Bloodborne, you could be a little bit quicker kind of a thing. You don't literally have to parry. It's still a little bit different than my standard combat style. And then Demon Souls is just a kick in the dick versus Sekiro is just so different. And I'm, you know I'm honestly excited to get to it eventually. Now that I've just about platinum Demon Souls, my final Souls game of the year is Sekiro. Um, oh, that's, man. Probably going to play that in March after... Um, yeah, after some other things, and uh, you know what, you know what game teaches you about parrying uh, better than every other game out there, specifically what? in a Japanese setting with de- with demons, Onimusha. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, Onimusha, <laughs> Onimusha teaches you how to fucking parry. So hopefully, all of that like timing has not gone to waste. <laughs> all right, guys, it was really fun. I've been your host, Eldar basic and i've been joined by vagan hyde like no joke that's how i said my name for a while because i was like it's not Vaughn. that's not how you say my name yeah when i was a kid like i locked myself in the bathroom my mom was like vaughn come out and i was like that's not my name my name is (laughs) i used to think think my name i used to think my name was so weird i told like when i was like eight years old i told like my neighbors to call me jason Dude, your, your name is so cool. I love saying it to people, and they're like, hold up, though. Like, really? And I'm like, I like yeah. it now. But, dude, I mean, imagine at eight years old, and you're like, I don't know. My name's weird. Yeah, you got a bunch of Sean's and Kyle's, and you're like, my name's Eldar. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I get it. Dude, it's been a great episode, man. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on and giving me your time. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. I got to gush about Fable. That's all I want. All right, Fable 3 is the worst one. Everybody, I appreciate it, and we'll see you next time.